Hey everyone, and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast presented by Popped Off, where each and every week we dive into every episode of the anime, alongside its characters, lore, and much more. I am Andrew Nimsgren, your host, along with James Graham and Dylan Beal, and to be honest with you guys, I'm done with the questions. We're just going to jump right into the rigmarole. We're gonna, I am just going to skip this. I am just cheating the system. You guys lose. I you can't win. opt out. We're it's a jumping into the rigmarole. You can't just opt out. You, you just I can do whatever I want. I'm the host. Oh my god. We'll stage a walkout. I'll picket line. We'll, we'll make a picket line outside of your house. All right, my what, what 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 pick what color would your picket fence be? Well, white because you, you white because you 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 put black lettering on it. Well, the whole design. The colors. I'm I'm. All right, asked, so let's just get into I it. I asked a question, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, let's go, let's go. Just, oh, Jesus, keep going. If All you right, en- Dylan. If you enjoy Andrew's great banter, quote-unquote, air quotes right there, make sure you tell all your friends about us, and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, and if you can come up with questions for Andrew to ask us so he's not doing this. Uh, oh, my God, please do. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's jump into episode 12. The boar bears its fang, fangs, Zenetsu sleeps. Inosuke, the boar-headed man, launched recli- recklessly into attack against the demon, but cannot compensate for the mo- uh, room moving around and never gets to him. However, Inosuke steps on Tiruko, the little girl, and Tanjiro throws him back. This causes Inosuke to attack Tanjiro instead of the demon, stating that his chipped swords are so that they th- uh, shred through flesh easier, something that Dylan brought up last episode. Um, the room spins again, and Nosuke falls out, and the room shifts at, at um, and suddenly the room shifts again at the sound of a drum. But it wasn't the demon striking it this time. Tanjiro detects a scent that leads him to the older brother of the two children that has one of the drums and is hiding in a room. Um, meanwhile, Zenitsu and the young boy are um, uh, Zenitsu and the young boy are walking around trying to escape, and suddenly Zenitsu is scared by the young boy, and the demon begins to chase after them. Um, they get cornered into a room, and Zenitsu faints. But while sleeping, he uses Thunder Form to kill the demon easily. He wakes up with no memory of doing so and thinks that Seochi, the young boy, did it. Inosuke comes across a third demon but effortlessly kills him with his self-taught beast form and continues on looking for the main demon of the house. Kyogai, the main demon of the house, wants to eat the special Mirachi blood, which gives more powers to demons than normal blood, as he was stripped by his uh, 12 Kazuki uh, number for by Muzan. Um, Tanjiro is filled in by the older brother. Uh, what is happening here? He leaves the younger sister with them and tells them to keep hitting the drum and don't stop until he comes back to find them. After he leaves the room, he goes after uh, he goes to fight Kyogai, um, who is slipping around and using a claw attack all from his drums. However, Tanjiro starts to learn what each drum does and is starting to be able to compensate for each of the different drums. However, he still cannot get close enough to the claw attack and him being severely weaker due to his broken bones. Tanjiro, however, ends the episode declaring that he will not stop and not give up until he defeats this demon. So, okay. We can talk about a little bit of redemption for Zenitsu. We can talk a little bit more about Inosuke and a self-taught breathing form for the first time. And then just a general fight. We get the mini boss fight of the episode 2. A majority of it at least is going on here. 
And where do you guys want to start? Zenitsu. Why? I'm. Thank God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the relief. The ad. The absolute relief I felt when he when it when, when we he found did out something? that yeah when he did anything when he literally wasn't awful. And so this was sick. It was great. And and the thing though is. He was really, really cool too. Yeah, like he was really cool. Like, like his voice got like a little deep, and then like he just like did like sit like that 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 sick like thunder move. Oh my god, it was awesome. Yeah, thunderclap and flash, which is probably one of the most badass names I've heard for a breathing technique, like ever. Like it was so dope, and it was just like, and again we got like that. So it's kind of hard to do with lightning. So I wasn't I wasn't like super critical, but I was like, okay, they still tried to like go outside the show's general animation to make this really, really stand out, right? Of course, it's going to be very quick and very flashy because it's lightning and thunder, right? But, but James, did people see the lightning? I, no, I don't know, man. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I love I, I don't think so. I don't think they saw it because, like, there was nothing indicated. He just went very fast. He did, but there was, like, you got, like, the lightning, like... I don't know aesthetic. He, I, you you got the aesthetic, but we don't know. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a real life lightning coming out of him. Listen, that kid doesn't know what's going on right now. He was petrified, and Zenetsu doesn't know what the hell's going on. He thought the kid did it. So I mean, like, no, we have no confirmation one way or another. There's this is, no <laughs> proof yet. Yeah, one way or another. The proof of the the burden of proof is on you, James. We're getting there. Don't you worry. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's all he has to say. But no. So I guess. But the other half of this, like, yes. Zenitsu did something. We spent the last episode, I think, like 15 minutes just shitting on him. And now we're coming back saying that he's pretty cool. However, he still has that other side of the character. He wakes up, doesn't remember anything. So obviously, this is going to kind of be the gimmick with Zenitsu. When he's awake and his normal self, he's super annoying. But then he's always going to have this badass side of him when he faints, falls asleep, loses consciousness, something along those lines. Do we think that gets old eventually, though? Like, okay, so he has to faint and be like this and he's going to be annoying the rest of the time like is that a good kind of gimmick with a character like this i'm worried i'm so worried that it is going to be old that's like my primary thing but like i think it could be fine like i i feel like if they write it in the correct way maybe they figure out a way to do it like it would be okay because it's like for me it seems like a like a like like a like a barbarian like raging right it's like sick when he goes off as long as they don't make him useless before like if they make him so he's not completely useless and he's allowed to go his like zero crazy thing. i'm i'm asleep zero 100 thing like if they could balance that well and not make him like worthless it would be good i like and of course this is coming from bias because as we all know i have watched the show i am up to date on the manga and stuff like that but even saying that even from my first watch through i knew this this is this can't be sustainable because again there's going to be fall off. You can't keep going back to that gimmick because that's what it is. It's a gimmick. There's no growth. There's no anything. And we have seen enough growth from Tanjiro and Nezuko that you're like, okay, this show handles growth fairly well. Hopefully they handle this. Yes, we just shit all over the show last episode because we were like, okay, we this this really made us hate the show because it's who's a whiny bitch. But we got we got right back into the growth part. We got right back into okay, Zenitsu is useful. Um, it is I, in my opinion safe to assume that there would this this gimmick doesn't stay a gimmick yeah i i agree it, it almost doesn't have to and for me it, it gets so old so quickly like oh like otherwise every single fight it's like oh great we're gonna watch him run away for five minutes faint and then just turn around and kill like that that's how the, that's how the fight goes i mean if it's thunderclap and flash like it's just a straight cut through so like obviously there, there can't be dramatic 
fight scenes with Zenitsu like this, that he has to have some kind of control over it. Otherwise, we I guess we just don't know his extent of what he can all do when he's sleeping. Like, is he is his body functioning all by itself and fully doing everything? Can he use like we know Tanjiro knows a bunch of moves. Can he use all these moves and just as can there be cool fight scenes with him passing out, or is it just going to be okay? Yep, cool. That's he's always going to be the story, the B story arc we're fighting. That yep, we get uh, thirty second scenes here and there until he faints. We see the really cool animation, and then that fight's over. I think the big thing is just figuring out what the mechanics of it are, because it's like, is he like literally sleepwalking? Is he have like an al- like an alternative personality? Like, yeah. what what exactly is happening here? Like, is this just like a a way to kind of like uh, demonstrate like, oh, whenever he's like clear headed and stuff like that, he can actually do it. So he just needs to figure out a way to like reduce his anxiety in battle. Like, I I think once we figure out the mechanics of it, I think we'll get to a good place, but. Yeah, I agree. No, that I, I really think that's what that part's missing. I agree. It's still super cool. It still definitely brought Zenitsu back a lot for me, kind of having a actual side of him. But I still agree. It still need we more we need to learn about him. But nonetheless, he's gone up in my rankings a lot. Yeah, like this essentially saves the character, right? This like I mean, because like Dylan said, you don't know the mechanics of this at all. We're just introduced to it really fast. We're back in one ass and you're like, I want a flashback episode of how he survived seven days though, in final selection because that's never that hasn't been addressed really like he just kept fainting every five minutes and seeing demons dead in front of him and well no he could have fainted for a long time true it's true he could just yeah we don't know the mechanics he could have just been knocked out for seven straight days out of pure fear and just reacting yeah that's true all right okay so then moving back on to the pretty much the same kind of couple of characters we talked about last time now we want to move back on to nosuke the four-headed um kid so we have an answer to one of your questions of why his swords are serrated. Unfortunately, they don't become one big one. But we do learn that they are serrated so that they cut through skin easier. Obviously, he doesn't care which one. And that he does have a breathing form that he makes sure to point out self-taught. And it's called beast breathing form, which is much different from the other elemental ones. Yeah, I and, and my question is, is this a real breathing form? Or is it like a fake one? Because like... Whenever, whenever we see Tandro use his, he clearly, we're going to debate, obviously, if it's, like, real water or not, but, like, he actually has some sort of special power there, and he knows certain interesting stances. Same with Zenitsu, he does his, and it's clearly, like, a really quick motion. There, there are specific, like, stances and moves. But with him, was that a, even a, I think he just yelled it, and kind of just kept doing his thing. Yeah, so, okay, to kind of go back, like, a flashback a couple episodes, when, uh, Tanjiro was initially being taught water breathing, or like like the whole forms and things like that. They called it forms, like which is called like akata, right? Akata, which yeah. is very very popular in martial arts and stuff like that, right? So there's a technique to everything that Zenitsu, and, well, and now it was Zenitsu, we think, and Tanjiro do, right? There's a preset form. So we don't, again, we haven't really fleshed out the breathing and stuff like that, and what the deal is. If if it matters, if it's self taught or not, like maybe, like again, maybe. Maybe Anasuke just made up his own kata for himself. You know what I mean? And just kind of went and, with it. And, and that's why I think they actually can't see the abilities. Oh, my God. Because they're just, they're just basically martial arts techniques. And if it's a self-taught one, then that's him just going, here's the way that I do my moves. Because total concentration breathing only makes them stronger. And then everything else is the moves. So, any way, I mean, it is 
not unrealistic for someone to be able to teach themselves how to breathe in the scientific way that was kind of explained to us by themselves and then take these Akata. Akata? Kata. What did you Kata. say earlier? K-A-T-A. Kata. Kata, Kata, yeah. Kata movements and turn them into their own style. That's probably where a lot of these originated from is someone learned these things and then based their kata movements after different elements. So as someone that obviously cares very much about beasts, since he's wearing a boar head, it makes sense that he could take those stances from animals instead of elements. Yeah, and what I what I kind of figured when he did that is kind of like he he seems like he has a lot of like I, I describe him as like a barbarian basic because he is because he just has these very erratic moves he just like jumping in he's slicing stuff up and that very much feels like his stance is like he's just gonna start swinging everywhere and just like just like literally serrate people up and so that's why i kind of thought with like his 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 his, his breathing technique yeah but there's no question that if he's just talking or not i mean he does f- easily take down a demon fully conscious like without barely yeah, even conscious. moving yeah. yeah yeah so he just keeps going so that doesn't it does like oh like is he just a loud kind of loud mouth running around threatening people and not really any talking but no taking down a decent sized demon and a single slice was something to kind of justify that like okay he, he kind of has a little bit of badass on top of him too outside of just being very loud yeah yeah i think i think the the thing that'll settle our argument whether or not you can see the water or not is when we see somebody else use water breathing if we do get to see it I think that will be the thing. If we see somebody else use the same technique and Tanjiro sees the water or the or vice versa, the other character sees Tanjiro use the water, that'll be our decider. But how can we confirm that they're seeing the water? Because you can look at someone. So, right. No, no, no. I'm serious. Like, yeah, Tanjiro looks at someone else and goes and sees him do the, 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 spin, the spin move, the water wheel, right? If he just looks at someone doing that, he can go. I know that that's water breathing, not because he sees the water, but because it's that special like movement that he knows. Then how are we going to settle this dude? How are we going to settle? I don't, I, we got to keep watching. We oh got to keep watching God. and we gotta see what happens. And today we got to keep moving on. Cause we still have the actual main part of the episode. We've talked about the other characters, but now let's actually talk about the fight scene, the demon, um, and Tenjiro and just kind of, so we talked about this a little bit last episode is, Dylan, you were kind of saying, like, I talked about the ability of this is the first demon that can control things around him. And Dylan, you're saying that you didn't love the uh, blood, uh, the demon blood art with this actual demon. Yes. Now actually seeing how he fights, like, what did you think of this fight between these two? It's not over yet. We're still going on. But just from what you saw, what did you feel just going through it? It's all right. It's all right. Like, it's all right. Like, I, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. Um did it it doesn't wow me but i like it like i I think it's cool yeah and i guess james i want your uh, perspective too but for me i I think what takes this up one more step is like like you said don't if he has a sword like because like if you come into this demon and like because right now the demon is just standing still pretty much and the room's just moving around claw attacks going out like it doesn't seem as much but if we see a demon in the room spinning with tanjiro and still swinging a sword like that's a cool ass fight because you kind of see a demon mastering his art. But really, this is just a puzzle. So it's not as much a fight as a puzzle. It is Tanjiro dodging things, smelling things, and then trying to dodge those things by smelling, and then trying to take off the hat. Like, it's not at, I don't even consider this a real fight. It's literally just a puzzle. Kind of like I think one of you guys mentioned last episode, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I didn't love this as much after seeing some pretty cool fights. Like, we haven't seen anything fantastic, but we've seen really cool action here. And I guess... It's not that it wasn't a cool interaction between these two. I just think they could have took it one step farther, and this was the first time where I was a little disappointed with an interaction. 
even with it being such a good episode. I like I like honestly like even even rewatching it like I mean I wasn't I wasn't bothered with how the how the fight felt. It still felt like yes, would it be nice to, to see this guy running around with a sword? But at the same time, like it was nice to get away from that, despite how this dude looked and how like how strong he looked. Like I mean, they even like they even kind of like brought it up how like I think it was, yeah it was in this episode that they basically talk about how he got into a fight with two other ones at the same time and the dude's like yeah he's imbued with demon blood and stuff like that and he was one of the lower twelve but at the same time like he's still like he's still like I don't know gimmicky i don't want to use gimmicky again i don't want to go back to that but he's got like he's got like he's a again he's a puzzle right he's not just like brute strength right but you can see there's force in his movements with how nasty the claw attack is right so so can someone explain what's going on with him like he was part of like the 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 the, the big dogs and then he got bad he got he got he got demoted yeah he got like he got weak pretty much and Mudan took away the strike that's why you see the strike through his eye that's crazy yeah right so it puts it puts it on like you know and like and by the sounds of it like he like Muzan was pissed off with how much blood he wasn't consuming. Yeah, that he wasn't growing strong enough, fast enough. Yeah, which again is also what kind of makes this demon less intimidating to me because his uh, demon blood art is super cool that he controls the whole house, but pretty much he's just kind of like a haunted house. Like if he if he doesn't get people to come in, like there ain't much to it. Like he has to have these people coming in, and he clearly can go outside. Cause that's how they grabbed the older brother of the two siblings and brought him back inside. But like he, he, he lost one of his drums to a little kid. Like maybe this dude doesn't deserve to be in a lower. Well, Are you kidding me? he, so he didn't lose the drum to a little kid. One of the other two demons that an takes out, like basically ripped it off and the kid like snagged it and was like, All right, I'm getting the hell out of here. Right. So like it wasn't totally on him. And then we get, there's a nice, we get a nice like demon on demon interaction too to find out that they're like, okay, they're trying to take this dude down for whatever reason. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I still, I, I, I can't make a good defense for the demon, but at the same time, I don't have any problem with it. I was, well, that, yeah. yeah. For me, like, even though I'm being so down on it, it's still like good. Yeah. Like, I think the animation's so crazy. Things have been, yeah, the animation's great. Like, the show is still fantastic at this point i'm still loving watching every second of it i just feel like this one didn't live up to everything else that's all i'm saying is these couple of episodes while still good and i can see people absolutely loving them just didn't do it for me of a show that i love and there are so many phenomenal moments in that this is one of the lower parts of a phenomenal show so it still only goes so low to me but um i guess a uh, new lore building thing outside of the being able to get knocked out of the 12 moons and all that kind of stuff is the idea of Marachi blood and the fact that there are special types of blood that are more powerful to demons, more special to demons that are going to make them more powerful than just normal. And just what do you, do you guys like this lore one? Like I, I can't think of is is there other shows that kind of use a similar like additional power up mechanic? Like, I don't know. I, I guess it's not something they talk too much about. They just kind of made an off common button and moved on. Yeah, so I this this feels like um like I'm not saying this like as like a pejorative like a like a bad thing, but it feels like whenever you get into like an old like N64 game or like an action adventure game and you're playing through it and it's like okay, well here's how the game mechanics work and you're like cool, I'm down and it's like oh well there's these like little collectibles and you're like sick, and then another set of collectibles, and then another set and you're like whoa hold on there's just there's so much stuff going on here. That it's like, just give me a sec. 
just give me a sec please because like they're introducing so many concepts in here that like it's just a lot to take in at once and i mean granted we're like i don't know like 12 episodes like 11 or 12 episodes in and it's like okay well i i guess we're like in in the thick of it but like there's a lot of stuff going on there's like there, there's like these these 10 special rare bloods there's like the lower six and the higher 12 and you got demon slayers and you, you demon hunters like just crazy stuff i don't like i don't know like what, what what do you think james like yeah so that's that's one thing I, i've definitely noticed like going back and rewatching it it's just like there's like a lot of like random stuff that keeps just popping up that i'm like oh yeah right that's a thing like that's so like and like I like I'm I'm trying to remember like the relevance of it and like at the same time I'm like I'm even trying to jog my memory. It might still have a relevance. I can't remember. But like that's just it. Like it's just so many little nuancey things that we keep kind of going through. Like I mean, we we beat the shit out of the like the mask discussion a while ago, and it, it like I mean that hasn't come back up ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought that was gonna be a sick thing that everyone was gonna get masks, and then they didn't. And then yeah, n- nobody wears a mask. Everybody's well, yeah, I mean, that's I, disappointing. I want them to wear masks. <laughs> but yeah, that's just like that's it, right? So yeah, it's just like all these little. I mean, like specifically, I like. I think these are plot devices. I think this is what you would very much call a plot device, like a hundred percent. Like that's all it is. Yeah, I I guess so. Um, but like I like I, like you were saying before, I think the biggest thing is just like making sure they have like a grasp on it and not just letting it like float into the ether. Because uh, this is something that like other shows get like absolutely hammered on. Like um, I bring this bring this up often, but like JoJo's right, they get hammered on all the time where they'll bring up things and then just let it just like dissolve into the ether, and everyone's like, man. Why did you set that up? You're not going to talk about what it. What happened with like, that? Yeah, exactly, right? And yeah, you hate and, to see and, it too when it's something you're like you're really invested in, right? Like like you were with the masks, right? Like I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a prime example cuz even when you were bringing it up, I'm like, "Oh man, we're never going to talk about that again. Like that's never going to come back up." Because I Yeah, I'm like getting all hyped. I'm like, <laughs> "I wonder what everyone's mask is going to be." And you're like, "Guys, are just like Yeah, I that, that's probably going to be real cool. We'll see." Yeah, we're going to yeah, we just don't circle back to that. So, I mean, yeah, so I guess that like yeah, that we kind of flush out the kid and, like, why he tried to snag that specific one to get back into the lower 12 and all that good stuff, right? Um, Really liked how they did, how, like, how they showed his eye. Like, it's not, it's rolled up into the back of his head, so he's not showing it off because he's clearly, like, ashamed of it, right? So, yeah, and, like, his big, like, driving force. So now we kind of have an idea of the demon. Um, I think we do get a bit of the demon's background as well in this episode. Yes, I think some of it. Some- we could definitely tie it in uh next week yeah we'll uh, do but that they yeah we do start to get like those kinds of things um i i don't know man there's just a lot going on i think i'm just soaking i'm just soaking it up still um i think they're they're all cool concepts and i they all make sense it's not like any of them don't make sense like uh they, they don't introduce anything that's like whoa that that's weird why are you doing that it's it's like no like of course yeah sure there's rare blood like they're demons they they drink blood that makes sense yeah and like i mean if, um, you think, if you think about it too like i mean just think about normal blood typing like you know universal donors universal recipients all that stuff right like, i mean that's those are real concepts so you can like tie it to something right and think like okay that makes sense right so because we don't really get into it too much <laughs> yeah um so is there anything else that you want to talk to about like this one here or did you just want to jump into the the topic uh, I think we can just jump right back in the top. I think, like, again, like, I think we can kind of carry a lot of stuff over onto the next week's episode, just where it all kind of ties everything together and go into the topic, which is, um, 
if you were to have a breathing technique, now that we know you can both self self teach them and then you know move on yourself or like create them yourself and then be taught down to it, what would you what would you do? Um, I would do like uh, like a rock breathing technique. Really? Like okay. Like just something that would just like um like sm- like just like smash and crush, or like it'd be really sick defensive stuff. Okay, so you're really like going with that like. They, we're going back to Geodude. Is that what's is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. And like for me, so like I, I took martial arts for like years and years and years and years. So like I mean, when I actually when I went back, Did you to, really? Yeah. 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 I've, I practiced kung fu for like fourteen years. So yeah. So I like when they, when they first brought up like forms and kata and all that stuff, I was like super interested. I was really invested. And one of the things that always like really like fascinated me about about kung fu is like the the specific style I learned was five animal. Um, the, the concept of like praying mantis and like insect stuff. Cause they're like, I mean, praying mantises are like, they're goddamn vicious, right? Like, I mean, for a tiny little bug and I always thought that was super cool. I'd love, I'd love to try and incorporate something like that. That would, that would do it for me for sure. That's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. 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 So now I guess it's your turn. I'm going to hand it back to you for the, uh, the, the Taisho secret. Yeah. Here's the Taisho secret. Um, we frequently talk about Orokodaki and his mask. And there is a translation that it is like a goblin mask, um, but the, the the actual Japanese name for it is Tengu. And saying that's a goblin really isn't kind of fair to that lore, because uh, what it is is called a yokai, which is like a spirit or like a god, but like god not as in like the capital G, but like more like lowercase gods um, of the forest. Um, and uh, the Tengu used to actually be bad; they used to be like kind of bad spirits. Um, but slowly over time, um, they like uh, started becoming more of protectors, like and seen as protectors of like forests and like uh, like mountains and stuff like that. Um, so it, it definitely shifted its connotation over time, um, which I think is super interesting. And I want to give that little backstory because um, sometimes we don't get the translation done uh, in a good way, which is understandable because like you can't translate that. You know? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't right? translate. Yeah, no, that's that, that's really cool because like yeah, like like it seems to be the the big association with the fact that Rokodaki runs around with a goblin mask. It's like oh, he's a badass. He's like he's cool. He's evil. You know what I mean? Like that usually kind of like it just adds to his like you know his like overall power kind of thing, right? And like your like your interpretation of him as like as a fighter, right? So it's kind of cool that and it, like, it's funny too because he he chills at the bottom of a mountain. And, like, he's kind of, like, the protector of the mountain. Like, that's... Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that's that that adds so much more to his, like, kind of character and stuff. And I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a, that's a really good one. I like that. That's that's sick. But if we don't have anything else to talk about, James, why don't you, why don't you roll us into the end? Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap us up. Yeah, so, um, as Dylan said at the beginning of the episode, let your friends know about the, uh, the Demon Slayer Chronicles podcast and hit us with that five-star review whenever you get a chance. And make sure you check out popped.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this podcast and all the other stuff that we do. And that'll be it for the week. We hope to see you all next Wednesday. Wednesday.